Hey, welcome to the H&HR podcast. My name is Heather Taves. And I am Heidi Bolt. And we're sisters. We believe here at the H&H Hour that your ordinary is extraordinary. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, welcome back to the H&H Hour. If you're a first time listener, we want to say welcome. Yeah. My name is Heidi Bolt and I'm here with my sister, Heather Taves, my co-host. She's my big sister. She's my best girlfriend. We've been doing life together a long time. A long time. A long time. You know, I just got a message from a listener who listens in California and I was just so encouraged to hear from her. Just yeah. She just spoke some words of encouragement um, that I personally, that we personally needed to hear mm-hmm. in that moment. And it was, it was so encouraging. So I just want to say, hey, to, ever, to all those listeners that we don't know personally, because yeah. a lot of our friends and family listen and mm-hmm. people that are in our circle and, you know, they cheer us on and we're really grateful for that. But it's so fun to hear from listeners that we don't know mm-hmm. that say, thank you for doing this. Your voice is a trusted voice in my life. And that... I just, I can't tell you what that does. It, it keeps us going. It keeps us saying, okay, this is worth it. Yeah, because I think it, like with anything you do in life, I think you have to have those questions of, is this still the right thing? Right. Is this still the right season? Yes. Is this still my best yes? Is it worth my time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so just like any ministry, we have to wrestle with that question frequently to mm-hmm. make sure this is still God's best for us. And so um, it's cool to have God speak into the yes for us through a listener that we've never even met on a personal level. So thank you, listeners. It's great to connect with you. Um, Okay, so we're in studio today, Heather. And if people are new to this show, the point of the show is that ordinary life is extraordinary. Yes. Right? Like bottom line. Yep. I think so often we get stuck in the mundane and we just think like, well, I'm just a mom or I'm just a teacher or I'm, I'm just a businessman. Or I'm I'm just a newlywed, and or I'm yeah. just like anything ordinary. Well, and I think that the premise of that came from you and I looking at our lives. And I'll be really honest; it wasn't. I don't think it was because we had those that experience. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think you and I saw our ordinary lives as they're just this. Right. And I think we started to talk about that, and we started to say like, "Wow." Do other people feel this way? Do other people see their ordinary lives as extraordinary? Right. And the more we ask that question, the more people we talk to, we realized a lot of people didn't. Right. So we wanted to highlight that. We wanted to say, like, this is possible. And it doesn't mean we don't have those days. I mean, trust me, there's lots of days when I'm like, man, my ordinary life is so blah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I need to go do something really exciting. Right. Um, but I, that's where that came from. And so I love that we get to bring people on who also have that same perspective Mm -hmm. to sort of champion this thought that we all have these extraordinary lives. We just have to choose to see them that way. Absolutely. So Heather and I chat sometimes, just the two of us, and sometimes we bring um, awesome people in studio to have conversations with us. And, you know, sometimes Heather, when I'm out and about and I'm just interacting in my ordinary life, I meet these people and I think, this person has a story that needs to be told. Yeah. And I think so often people don't get the opportunity to tell their story. Yeah. Or maybe people just don't take the time to listen. Yeah. And so I love that we get to give this platform. Um, so today we are welcoming a new friend of mine to the studio. Her name is Sammy Yorty. And she is, if you just think of someone that when you're around them, you just love them, that is this woman. Okay. She is awesome. So Sammy, welcome to the H&H Hour. Thanks. 
I'm we're, really excited to be here. Good. We're so excited to have you. Thanks. She's just over there like grinning. And I so know. Sweet. She's so cute. <laughs> so before we jump in too far, um, God, we're going to talk about this later, but God put you in my family's life in a really important season where I, as a mama, was asking the Lord, like, I need you to show me what is the next step. Because I was up against a roadblock with one of my sons and I just needed movement and I needed for God to make a way. And I want to encourage you that in the middle of your ordinary life, in the middle of your job, in the middle of showing up Monday through Friday and putting all the hard work in, you've made a huge impact in my family's life. Um, you've stepped in as a therapist for one of my children, uh, something that I'd never heard of, something called vision therapy, and you have become one of his best friends. <laughs> He's great. He loves I you love so much. <laughs> so yeah, just on the top of this show, I want you to know, like it has meant the world to me over the last almost 20 weeks to get to do life with you yeah. a little bit. Same. So. It's been such a blessing. So yeah. thanks. Okay, girls, before we get too far into that story, because yes, I can't We're wait. not going to lunch there yet. I love mm-hmm. it so much. Um, I know parts of it. Um, Sammy, our listeners, and I don't know much about you. So can you tell us who you are, what your life is about? Yeah. So I'm Sammy Hordy, and I'm from um, Roanoke, Illinois, and born and raised in central Illinois. Um my family owns a small business in Roanoke. Um, it's been around for like over a hundred years, I believe. Wow. Yeah. And so a small business, family business is a huge thing. And then I just got married in July to another small business farmer man from <laughs> Morton. And he's, it's been wonderful. Definitely a challenge like being newlyweds and especially with this whole stuff that's going on in society right now. And but it's been really awesome and like a huge growing um, time, which has been great. But yeah, I've been doing vision therapy for like four years, I believe. And as we'll get into it later, but it's been such an awesome God thing the way it came about and the awesome families I've been able to meet and kiddos too. So it's been, yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. Much me. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So tell us your husband's name. His name's Avery. Avery. Yep. Avery. Yep. Okay. Now, like we talked about, the point of this show is that ordinary life is extraordinary. Yeah. Um, but we always like to find out from our listeners, what what's something about your life that does just feel ordinary to you? Yeah. So I think just like living in central Illinois, not much besides farm ground here and um, just going to, I don't have much exciting going on. It's like work every day, Monday through Friday, eight to five, and then just hanging around on weekends. So not a ton of like fun, exciting things. Yeah. Nothing super flashy. No. Yeah. Nope. And I think a ton of people can relate to that, you know, just kind of like going through the motions and living life, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So then on the flip side. Yes. What is something that you feel like is really extraordinary about your life? Yeah. So this, it sounds weird, but I think the ordinary thing is also extraordinary because all my family is here. All my husband's family is here. Um, we have a strong, like both of us have really close families, which has been awesome to be able to be around. And like really central Illinois is like a great, I didn't think this that many years ago, but it's like an <laughs> awesome 
location to be here centric. I love traveling and like going to like fun places. Chicago, super close. Indianapolis, mm-hmm. St. Louis that you can get to in a day. So and they all have great shopping. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. Love yeah. Shopping. Yes. So, it's so do you guys have like big family dinners and all yeah, that? We used to when we were all close around here, but yeah, we do ever so often like around holidays and everything. It's just so fun, especially Thanksgiving with my husband's family. They're turkey farmers, and so. They love Thanksgiving, and that's their main holiday. So we all get together. Fun fact: Heidi and I both worked. Yes, for that I know. Bar. It's so awesome. <laughs> many, many years ago. In fact, I remember when your husband was a little baby. <laughs> I, so yeah, I, I'm I'm dating myself now. No. But I mean, he was like tooling around the turkey oh, shed little. as a little one yes. with yes. little toys, and he but truly one of my favorite jobs that I ever had. Well, who doesn't love to work for Sally? This is very true. We didn't. Let's just be real clear. We didn't have to touch the turkeys. Well, we didn't. We we no. didn't have to like. We the, just the carried guys. the nice boxes that the turkeys were in and sold them to the nice customers. Yes, in Sally's darling little storeroom right, with all right. the fun candles and fireplace and chocolates that right. she. If I would have had to do what the boys did in the back, I would have been like, I'm oh out. heck no! Sorry, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, do you help, like, with any of the turkey yeah, processing? I've actually helped in the back room. Just, I guess I just you. watched. They no wouldn't you let married me in. help, but, yeah. I would, <laughs> I'm not very good. I don't know. I get nervous and stuff up front, so I liked the back room I feel like if you're going to marry and you got to be willing to get your hands a little dirty. Yes. Yeah. 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 And just a shout out to the Yorty Turkey Farm. They do have the best turkeys around. It's true. If you need a turkey for your holiday, you need to get their smoked mm-hmm. turkey. There is nothing like it. In the and this is not a paid advertisement. Mm-mm. They're not a sponsor, although they should be. They um, this this show brought to you by Yorty Turkey Farm. Uh, their turkeys are amazing. They are so. And every We're, year, Kip's like, we need to get a smoked turkey, and I then I forget, and it's too late. And so this year, I'm doing. I've promised this year it's happening. Okay, you better call in like August. Three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so back to Sammy. Enough about turkeys. Okay, so let's talk about your job. Before we go into, I want to talk about marriage because you're a newlywed, but let's talk about your job first because as I've gotten to know you, um, you know when you meet someone and you're an outsider and it's just so clear that they are brilliantly gifted at the role they're in, but the person in the role, it's just their day life, right? Day in and day out. It's their ordinary. It's their ordinary. And okay, so interestingly, here's the backstory. We had come up with some struggles in school with my oldest son. Um, he's brilliant, but we were just having some major roadblocks and I wasn't seeing breakthrough. And I really just prayed, Lord, you need to show me what this is. And I felt really strongly I had to look into his vision, which to me didn't make any sense because they'd always said at eye appointments that he was perfectly fine, 2020, you know. Um, so I met with, I talked with our pediatrician and he actually said, what if you would go to this vision care center that you've never been to and have them evaluate him and just see, they say, he said, they do something called vision therapy that could potentially help him. I think that might be a good option. So I was like, Hey, I'll try anything. So fast forward, we end up there. We meet with the doctor. Sure enough, there are some things, um, probably from when Cross was a baby and had gone through multiple surgeries that his vision just didn't develop the way it was supposed to. And so it was creating a lot of difficulty in school. That's where you step in. So the recommendation was given that he would undergo vision therapy, something I'd never heard of. 
my husband at first was like, this sounds crazy. I've never heard of this. I, I think this is probably like an essential oil, something that he doesn't think is going to work, you know? And I was like, let's just give it a shot. Like, I really feel like this is the thing. And the night before we were scheduled to come into your office, one of our good friends who goes to church with us said, hey, I know one of the therapists there. I used to, I knew her when we were young. I've, she's an amazing woman. You should see her. And I was like, well, you not even know, I don't know anything about the office. And, but the Lord was already lining up you to work with Crosley. And so we show up that morning and you have requested Crosley and you guys just hit it off. Like you guys just connected and you have this ability to speak into Crosley's life in a really unique way. And he has received from you so well. Um, and we've seen extreme growth in his schooling, specifically in his reading. So tell us about your role and tell us about vision therapy. We've talked to Dr. Cundiff. We aired him a while back. It was so insightful. We've actually had incredible sweet listeners who have started coming for vision therapy of all, you know, all ages have said, wait a minute, I think I need this. So this is a real thing. Like this is a real need. And I want you to kind of fill us in from your perspective as a therapist of why that is. Yeah. So I'm again, so thankful that you guys came and it's so fun to see. I feel like since I started this job, there's been some, I love all my patients, but definitely been some specific families that I'm like, okay, God like gave me a nudge to like try to coordinate times and stuff to be with them. And like, you guys are definitely one of them. So it's so fun Mm. to see the connection and to, I obviously love Crosley and it's been so fun to get, um, to know him better and to create a relationship with him. But what I love about vision therapy is like, yeah, we help with reading and tracking and everything, but it's so fun because it helps the whole, the patient as a whole, like, their confidence is so much better. They feel like they're somebody because a lot of them feel like, oh, I can't do this. And oh, I'm not smart like everyone else. And I can't, I can't read and all this stuff. But to have people come at the end and say like, hey, I can read my birthday cards for the first Mm -hmm. time. Or I read a chapter book for the first time. It's so fun. Yeah. And that's what I love about like, it's, kind of back to the extraordinary, like that's my job, but it's so much fun because I get to impact people in such a different way than a lot of other people do with their jobs. But yeah, so vision therapy, I feel we're kind of like an occupational therapist assistant. So Dr. Condiff prescribes the program, like analyzes them. They go in for their initial visit and they get diagnosed and then they come over and we do the testing and get to know the patient, which is so great. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I keep repeating that, but yeah, it's okay. just so fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then it, we see them weekly for about 50 minutes, and that's when I think you can start to get that relationship with the kid for 20 weeks. I just think it's so interesting that I had never heard of it until it was a need in my own family. Yeah. And then now that I'm talking about it, I'm here. It's like coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. Like my, one of my own aunts said like, oh yeah, my daughter had that. My yeah. first cousin had it. And I'm like, wait, what? You <laughs> yes. know, or like, um, I met a 50 year old woman who's like, I recently had vision therapy and it's changed my life. Yeah. And so it's just like this unknown thing that, you know, I think it should be more common so that moms, parents, individuals are realizing that this is something that can help benefit them. It's kind of like Dr. Cundiff explained it as like, 
it training a new muscle, like mm-hmm. a muscle that needs trained. That's what you're doing with the eyes is yeah. teaching them how to converge, teaching them how to track. Um, and I would say that that confidence piece you talked about is so huge. Mm-hmm. Is so I've seen that play out mm-hmm. even in Crosley's life. But the a part I want to touch on is the fact that this isn't necessarily the path you thought you'd be on, is it? Like no. here in central <laughs> Illinois, doing what you're doing. Can you talk to us about that a little bit? Yeah. So my plan was definitely get out of Roanoke where everyone knows everyone, which is a great thing that I'm coming to realize. I think as you get older, you realize community is great, but I wanted to leave. And so my parents, they just wanted me to apply in like the Midwest. So I applied and got into the school that's the furthest away, which was five hours. I'm like, (laughs) I'm never coming back. (laughs) Great. And then I wanted to go into occupational therapy And that wasn't God's plan for me. I didn't end up, I applied to grad schools and didn't end up getting in. I got waitlisted on a few, but never got a call to get an interview. And um, so then I came back home, which I was like not excited about at all. And I just started nannying, which was great. I got to nanny for some of my cousin's kiddos and then another great family in Morton. But I was like, God, do something with me. Like I went to school for four years like I should be able to all my friends were getting into grad school or like med school and I'm like why not that nannying isn't great but it wasn't just what I had expected and so I our pastor had just preached on um like postural prayer and so Mm -hmm. I decided to get on my knees and like put my hands out and I was like God do something with me and so the next day I had an eye appointment with Dr. Cundiff and I absolutely like don't like my eyes at all. I have horrible eyesight. I can't see anything past like a couple inches away from my nose without glasses or contacts. And we were doing the exam and he had dilated my eyes and I, um, he is like, Oh, what are you up to? And I said, Oh, I'm not really doing anything. He's like, well, I think you'd be a really great vision therapist. And I just started crying. I couldn't see anything. And I started crying. I don't think he knows that I did, but um, and then while well, your eyes were dilated. Yes, I was like, I can't see anything. It was awful. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I don't even know what vision therapy is. So, but it sounds really fun. And so then he just told me about it. And I think it was like the next month they gave me a job, which was amazing. And then I've been there for like four years. I wow. Yeah. So, and your staff is like, your team is just amazing. Everyone yeah, is awesome. It's great. Yep. So cool. Yeah, we're all like Christian women, so it's fun to have them as like mentors and just, yeah, yeah really encouraging. How so. cool that it took you getting down on your knees yeah. and like saying like, okay, Lord, I, I don't have the answer. Like you intervene here. Yep. And then for that door to open, that's really cool. Yes, definitely. It was amazing. Did you have to go to extra schooling or training or what'd that look like? Yeah. So, um, vision therapy is doctor based training. So like he, I'm his assistant pretty much. And so he trained me, but then also we go to like or I guess it's yearly trainings, um, like conferences or just they'll have someone come and train us there. So it's really nice. I didn't have to do like a ton of extra school either because I myself don't like to read or do school. So I'm like my patients and that part. That's actually so ironic Mm -hmm. that that's not even like (laughs) what you love. And yet God's like, here's the role you're going to play. Yep. You know, because you don't teach reading, but you do Mm -hmm. so much of what you teach 
assists in reading. Yes. You know, like especially with children my son's age. Yep. So that's kind of interesting that you're like, God, I don't like to read. Okay, now you're going to teach people how to read better. (laughs) He's done that in like most areas of my life. Yes. (laughs) Things I've been afraid of and tried to leave. And then he brings me back. He's like, actually, this is like where you're calling. Wow. So, yeah. Okay, so the at the end of every lesson, then the parent comes in and yep. we talk about how they're doing, about their homework, because um, you send stuff home with us. So, I mean, it's not just like they meet with you 20 times and then they're it's fine. Yep. Like, they have to practice and they have to work for it and yeah. your mamas have to be engaged. And But you and I just, like, connected. And I, I'm always like, is your next patient here? Okay, we just chit-chat, <laughs> you know. Um, but you've shared some things with me that really struck me and I... I wanted to kind of hone in on those things today because it is something I don't often hear from women in your season of life where you said you really didn't feel like you wanted to maybe be married. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about that. What was that like for you? Yeah. So again, along with my job, I was like, well, I'm going to leave and I'm going to move to a big city and I'm going to, that's just more my style instead of this small farm town, which then it's ironic married a farmer and um but it's great it's been awesome but um yeah so I wanted I love traveling and I just wanted to continue to travel and I do it by myself sometimes and so I was like very okay with being myself which yeah. I think is the part of like selfishness mm. in me that like and I'm kind of creating my own path and not letting God necessarily do my mm. path and so that's why think he brought me back to central only and but yeah not was not planning on getting married at all um I dated a few people and they were kind of not super great relationships and I actually again prayed and I was like lord get the crusties off my heart like I actually Mm -hmm. said that I just pictured my heart as like very hardened and like it sounds weird but like almost like it was getting encrusted into a rock type yeah, thing. Yeah, and yeah. So I told, I had prayed and I was like, hey, I don't actually know if I know what like true love actually is because I've been hurt by a few um, men in uh, leadership roles in my life. So I mm-hmm. think I just kind of hardened that a little bit. Um, but <laughs> again, like two months after I prayed that, I like met my husband Avery. So oh it's just goodness. crazy. <laughs> How did you guys meet? Actually, a mutual friend set us up at church, and we both didn't... It was on Easter, um, like, three years ago, I believe. Yes. Seems like time has gone by so fast. Yeah. But she... Neither one of us knew about it, but she made the other one think that we did. So we met on Easter, and we were both, like, so awkward and, like, oh, I don't know. We didn't know what to talk about. (laughs) He actually was going to leave. Because he thought I was, like, looking for him and, like, was really excited to meet him. He's like, I don't know if I want to do that right now. and But he didn't. And he came up and we started talking. And then it just kind of went from there. So Wow. Yeah. So then how long later? So a couple years until you got married. Yeah. So we dated for, like, two, two and a half years. Yeah. 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 How long did it take you after meeting him before you were like, oh, okay, I'll get married? Yes. It was... Probably like a couple months. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, well, again, like this is how cool God is. Is like, He, I knew I was supposed to marry Avery, which is so 
like, what? I was not expecting to marry anyone. And then Avery is wonderful. So opposite of me. Very, like, quiet and kind of just, like, comfortable, which is awesome. But I'm like, like, let's go wherever and mm. adventurous. And not that he's not. Mm. He definitely yeah, is. Yeah, you guys are but different. Yeah. Yes, we complement each yeah. other quite mm. a bit. That's so cool. But just... I love that yes. so much. Yes. That's I would describe my husband and myself that way. Like he's a little more that laid back, quieter, yes. like really content, yes. you know, and, and I'm kind of the opposite of like, let's go, let's do, we need something different. Yeah. Like I'm bored. Let's not sit in the same place all the time, you know? Yes. And um, we just were talking about that the other day about how, how God's so intricate to put two completely different people together mm-hmm. because it really does – sharpen each of us in the ways that we need sharpened in yeah um so I love it when I hear that and yes. couples like oh we're totally opposite I'm like then you're perfect yes. for each other exactly and I don't know Avery at all other than just through his family yeah. but um so I would imagine that he probably grounds you and oh, you probably yes. push him <laughs> yes right definitely. which is a beautiful thing it's so good yeah yes. yeah the beginning is kind of like with any marriage you know you're trying sure. to figure out each other and yeah. but yes he's definitely brought out the best in me and I'm so Mm. thankful for that because it's things I didn't want to work on that he pushed me Mm -hmm. to work on which Mm -hmm. has been great well that's just like the tenderness of God Mm -hmm. to let us work on those things in a safe place yes you know with a man who loves you deeply yep and who is tender towards you and it probably gives you lots of grace yes oh tons of grace yeah (laughs) so you've been married nine months yeah yep okay how is that going it's been good. We have been, this year has been very crazy and hectic with just a lot of stuff yeah. happening in everyone's lives, but then also specifically ours. And but I feel like, again, God has brought us through it. And I think he gave us the opportunity in dating those two years before to really get comfortable with each other and really get to know each other and how each other like ticks and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so then we've been able to like get through this year pretty mm-hmm. well. And yeah. yeah, he's, I can't say enough good about God. And then also Avery too. He's just mm. so sweet to me and definitely very patient. <laughs> so. I hear you, girl. I've yes. got one of those too. Oh, I love that. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about part of the hard season yeah. that you've been through on a personal level as a sister. Um, Heather and I can relate very much to that the heart of a sister. Mm-hmm. And um, I know, I mean, this is very emotional for you to talk about yeah. this, but let's talk a little bit about your sister and what she's walking through and in turn what you've walked through as well. Yeah. So I think it was like two and a half months ago. Um, she is a senior in college in New York City and going to NYU for acting, which is amazing mm-hmm. because it was like, again, another God thing. I can't even... There's just so many things that God has done in our family, but she, yeah, about two and a half months ago, she got diagnosed with, um, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and, um, yeah, it's just every, like we decided, okay, let's start chemo out there. She feels like that's her home and that she, um, 
Yeah, she has like a strong church family out there. She loves the city, knows that that's where she's supposed to be. And mm-hmm. so she didn't want to come. She also wanted to finish her senior year. Mm-hmm. This is before the whole COVID stuff happened. And so we're like, okay, we can do that. We can go. And um, so then she started chemo. My mom was able to go out there. And then all of this COVID stuff happened where wow. everyone was going. All of her friends were going home. Um she couldn't have any visitors on top of like being very careful with her immune system um wow yes and then um yeah so she's 22 years old and now in the city by herself in new york city in new york city in the middle of this yes. pandemic where new york is i mean you have to be living under a rock not to know this but yes. the the hot yeah. the hottest spot in the world yes where yeah. this is going on and she's by herself yep Yep, but she is so strong, and um, yeah, she just, I know that she can get through this, and mm-hmm. I, it's so nice to have, like, such a close-knit family that we, I mean, we talk multiple, like, you guys talk multiple times a day, and mm-hmm. I feel like the nice thing about technology is that we've been able to, like, FaceTime with her and, like, play games via apps and stuff, and, like, try to make it act like we're out there as much as we possibly can. Yeah. But. So is she going in for treatments all by herself? And yep. Yes. Wow. Yep. She's doing it all. And she's, yeah, just so strong. And yeah, she's great. And I know as you guys can attest to, it's like hard being a sister away from this. Is like I can't take this away from her because that's all you want to do mm-hmm. as a big sister is take the hurt and pain and she's had a lot of that in her life and I was able to take that away or somewhat take that away yeah. before and this you can't yeah yeah so. yeah and that's really hard as a big mm-hmm. sister when you can't yeah take yeah. the pain for them yep totally last week we were talking after our lesson and you said the day before you'd, you'd had a really hard day yes because you said Heidi I can physically I feel like I can physically feel her pain yeah what was that like for you? Uh, it's just, again, I feel like I can't take away this from her. Yeah. And, I mean, if we didn't have the whole flight restrictions and everything, I feel like I could go at, out there at least and, like, be somewhat of the support. But yeah. I can't even yeah. do that. And it's just, yeah, super hard being away. And mm-hmm. it's I'm so thankful that I have that close relationship with her that I can feel her pain and mm-hmm. be yeah. able to like try to yeah. relate to what she's going through yeah. at some level. But yeah, it's, it's, it's so awful and like very emotionally draining. That's one of the hardest things for me to think about is people who are in the hospital alone or in nursing homes or, you know, anywhere where they're, they're confined to a situation and they don't have their loved ones with them yeah. like that that's been one of the hardest things for me to because of think COVID. about yeah, yeah. where yeah. you just like okay there you know we had a friend that had to go into the hospital for some surgery and had to go by himself like mm-hmm. his wife couldn't mm-hmm. even go in you know and I'm like that's yeah. that's really hard yeah but it also makes me realize again and I know this I've grown up knowing this but such a reminder of how important the Holy Spirit is in our lives. Like yes. truly a comforter when no one else can be. Right. Does your sister 
have that knowledge? Does she know Jesus? Yes, she definitely knows Jesus and is a very strong believer. And she's known Jesus for like, I think she was maybe three or four when Mm -hmm. she understood. And um, we always knew she was going to do something great for the Lord. And it's been so awesome putting, like, again, she shouldn't have gotten into, she goes to New York University and it's the Tisch School of Dramatic Arts, which is where a lot of like actors and actresses go who mm-hmm. go to like um drama high schools and stuff okay. and yeah, so she comes from little yeah. Roanoke of like I think she has like 40 kids in her high school oh. class and no art program yeah wow and so we knew that she was supposed to go there yeah and yeah it's been really neat to see who she's connected with she has like again an awesome church group that have been super supportive with mm. her in this and awesome Christian friends. And then she's actually like brought a lot of people to Christ in this whole thing. Like wow. they used to go to church when they were little or something like that. And then now like being in their twenties and being able to like make their own decisions and stuff have kind of gone away from Christ that yeah. they're like, when I found out that you had this, I started praying and all of this. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like, wow. So it's, she, and she even said that too. She's like, I know I'm going through this for a reason, and I hope I can bring someone to know Christ through wow. this. So, like, yeah, she's amazing. 22 wow. years old and saying that, I would have not been like that at all. So That's amazing. When she's yes. up for it, we yes. need to have her on this show yes. and hear her side, because that's that's really incredible. We can have you come on as sisters <laughs> yeah. talk about your sister love. Um, I think that when I hear stories like that, and I hear you know, people like yourself, because this is a form of suffering for you too, is watching your sister go through this. And then obviously for her on the physical and the emotional and the mental side of it. But that's really when the word of God starts to actually make sense. Mm -hmm. When he talks about how he'll, he will take what the enemy means for evil and he will turn it for good, Mm -hmm. you know, to, so to see good coming out of really bad things, you know, and to see, um, really good people having to suffer. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's sometimes people that don't walk with Jesus maybe think that we as Christ followers think that we are immune to the the suffering of this world when in fact I think a lot of times we open ourselves up more to what the enemy wants to steal from us as Christ followers. And so for, you know, for someone like Alex at 22 years old to be going through chemo treatments in the middle of a pandemic in the hot spot of our nation and yet bringing people to Christ through it. Yeah. Like that's the gospel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that is the the setting aside of she could be in total gloom right now and completely self-focused and she would have every right to be, mm-hmm. you know, and nobody would even fault her for it. Yep. Um, so I know as I've connected with you about her over the last many weeks, that you just keep oozing your pride over her of how well she's handling this. And I think that says a lot about her character and, and her belief in Jesus. You know, and I think when a lot of times when you walk through stuff like this, I think it marks you and it changes you forever um, as Christ followers, hopefully in a really positive way. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just for your sister, but for you too. You know, I think that the Lord is allowing you to be stretched in this and experience a lot of some heartbreak but also what will ultimately be a lot of healing yeah, and trust. on the other side of this. Yeah. Trust. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's go back to your marriage for just a moment. <laughs> okay. 
newlyweds are so much fun. And, um, what are you looking forward to down the road in your marriage? What's exciting to you? I just like getting closer with Avery and becoming better and better friends and going on advent like really I love traveling it was Mm -hmm. so fun so last March we were able to go to Lexi my sister was actually in Prague and so we got to go over to Czech Republic and also London and it was just so fun to experience that together and then going on vacations with his family and it's just been just really looking forward to that like yeah growing closer together creating that deeper bond and just growing at more as like deep friends and like figuring out our roles in marriage Mm. and yeah it's fun it's a lot of fun I I agree my husband and I love to travel and some of the times that not are not only are they our best memories, mm-hmm. but they're the times when I think that we do grow the most too together. Yes. It's a real bonding experience, and so it's it's a lot of fun. I, they just need to lift all these travel I know. crazy yes. travel restrictions I right now. I keep having on my um, Instagram pop up like five years ago you traveled here, yes. two years ago you tra- and I'm like darn memories. <laughs> I just want to go somewhere. Yes, I had the same thing happen yesterday. I was like, oh shoot. Yeah. Do you have a favorite place that you've traveled uh, in the recent past? Um, I have been really blessed to be able to travel quite a, like there was so many different countries I've been to, but um, right after I graduated college, I got to go to South Africa mm. and I got to work in a slum of a city of Cape Town, actually. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that was just like super eye opening, mm. and it was, yeah, it was super fun. I mm. loved it, and also got to go to Iceland, and that was probably like my favorite. It's wow. beautiful. I would recommend that to every single person. Interesting. Yeah. Did you go there for leisure or yeah. yes? Yes. Yeah. But Did you I go by yourself? To, I didn't on this one. I okay. went with two of my good girlfriends, okay. and that was like we just rented a car. Actually, they gave us a Mercedes, which was so uh, weird on these, yes. like, yes, it was amazing. <laughs> All the roads are, like, gravel, though, so we're like, oh, no, we're going to get so much damage on this, but, yeah, it was just beautiful, mm-hmm. and then one of my good friends lives in England, so okay. I've been able to. If you and Avery could go somewhere right now, like, get on a plane right now, where would you go? Uh, yes. Anywhere. I'd definitely go to, like, Bali. <laughs> I love good that. choice. Tropical and, like, Yes. Some vitamin fun. D. Yes, exactly. Some margaritas by the pool. Yes. Right? Whatever they serve in Bali. Yes, definitely. <laughs> anything, anything right now. Yes. Oh, man. Okay, so before we wrap up, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? Yeah, that's a very good question. So I think my 20-year-old self was very, like, planned and knew what I wanted. But I think I need to be more I would tell her to be more flexible and to be more open to what God has for you instead Mm -hmm. of so set on a plan that you think is best because a lot of times it's not Mm -hmm. the best and there's so much more if you let yourself just be open to new opportunities yeah not to be afraid of them so earlier you talked about your selfishness Um, which I think is so interesting. I think that's a, that's really, 
I'm, I don't know how old you are, but I'm assuming you're not super old. Um, but it was a very mature thing to realize. I feel like at, at a younger age where you, you say like, wow, I was really focused on me and God had to, in my words, strip that out of me. Um, how, was that like a, a light bulb moment or was it a, was it an ongoing revelation? Yes, definitely an ongoing. I wish it was a light bulb moment. Yeah, right. It'd be a lot easier that way. Yes, definitely ongoing and like a chiseling almost Mm. because I would be open and then I would go right back to like where I was before because that's where I felt comfortable and safe, I think. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, just kept. So how did you... Because I think sometimes people are like, okay, that's great, but how do I get there? Like, how do, do I just wake up and be like, okay, God, work on me? Yeah. What did that look like for you? That's a good question. Um, yeah, very good question. I feel like, um, no, it was not definitely like a wake up. I think a lot of, th- it was like bringing different people into my life. Okay. And allowing um, just like what they said pour into me and... Mm like kind of wake up and be like, oh, that's not necessarily how they think or how I think, but it's so much, it brings so much light to like the situation. Mm. Type thing. So I think it was a lot of different people who got put into my life mm. that didn't necessarily want there at the mm-hmm. time, but yeah. mm-hmm. it was definitely yeah. a wake up call. Yeah, because chiseling is not a comfortable no. <laughs> act it's no. not something that feels good yeah I love that you described your heart that way though like mm-hmm. you said it just was like it was being encrusted mm-hmm. into the stone and that you know a heart condition is what really everything else flows out of mm-hmm. um and and so for you to recognize like my heart was becoming crusty and hard mm-hmm. and God can't use hard-hearted people no. he yeah. won't no. he'll yeah. just bypass them and say okay I'm gonna go find someone whose heart is soft yeah. who's gonna let me chisel off the crusty yeah. um and I just think man what look at how God's using you I mean I I don't know you very well at all but I've seen the blessing and the um, reward, the gift that you've been in my nephew's life. Mm-hmm. And I think like, Sammy, God did that because your heart was soft, right. because you allowed him to chisel off those yeah. crusties. Yeah. And, you know, it's not just Crosley's life. I know it's many, many other people's lives too. And so um, what a legacy you have now mm-hmm. to be able to share your story, but then also like be an example for, for all of us, anybody yeah. of any age to say, when your heart is soft, that's when God can use you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> and I think, you know, with the thing you t- you would have told your 20-year-old self, um, you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You're living it out. You're being moldable and flexible. And, you're, you know, you've mentioned multiple times just in this short show what you thought you would do, but what God had you do and what you wanted to do, but what you did, because it's what God put in front of you. And, you know, you've said that at least three times. And I think that that is a huge testament to the fact that you have a very deep yearning to hear the voice of God and you do hear it and you respond. Mm -hmm. And I think that's huge. Um, I would say from someone that even just a few short months ago was a total outsider. I didn't even know who you were. um, I would say looking in, you are doing that beautifully. You really are. So well done. And I think that those, those, that part of you, I just, I want to speak this over you because I, I I can relate to this a little bit. That part of you that's like, I like the adventure. Mm -hmm. I like the big city. I like the excitement. Like 
that's not gone. Yeah. That part of you is still there and God will bring it out. Mm-hmm. He will make a way for you, for that whole side of you to have a place. To flourish. And it might look different than you think, but I promise you, like he's not going to keep you hidden <laughs> under a rock in mm-hmm. farm town, <laughs> Illinois. Um, he's going to allow a way, make a way for the side of you that he created because it's part of his character too, to have a place. Um, I just, I believe that with my whole heart. Thank you. That's That's a great point, Heather. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that idea that, um, God doesn't put dreams in us to squash them. No. You know, he doesn't say like, I'm going to craft her this way with these amazing adventurous desires and then never let her have them. (laughs) You know, that's not how God works. He's Mm -hmm. such a good father and he, there's a reason you're wired that way. Mm -hmm. And I think it will be very cool over the next however many years to see, to go, Oh God, we get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get why we're wired this way. We yeah. we get why we're grounded and why we're adventurous. Yes, yeah. So I yeah. think that's a beautiful that's a beautiful tension to live in, mm-hmm. and I think that's a good thing. And he created so. this big beautiful world that we all must see. Yes, yes. so I open agree. it up. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love Let's it. Let's go see mm-hmm. it. I love totally it. Agree. Well, I know from my perspective as a young woman working for your in laws way back in the day, in small town Morton. Um. I loved them and I still do. Like I, when I run into them in public, I just love them. They're the people you just squeeze and love and you can just pick up where you left off, however many decades have passed. But I think just to speak this over you, they are so blessed to have you in their family. You are such a gift to the Yordi family and to the community that God's put you in yep. and to the people that he is allowing to interact with. Um, so take a lot of heart in mm-hmm. knowing that he has put this incredible amount of sensitivity into mm-hmm. who you are. And I feel like you have the gift of really seeing people mm-hmm. and that's a really awesome gift. So good job. this night, this, this is going to go out there a little bit, but we do that on this show. So <laughs> every now and then, <laughs> um, Sammy, I just, I feel like prophetically when I look at you, I see the word light I feel like you are a light, like you just have this light coming out of you. It's coming out of your eyes and out of your, out of your smile and out of the words that you're speaking. And, um, I just believe that's what the Lord wants you to hear. Um, and that he's using you in dark places, in dark places for families and children, and that he is going to make that light. It's like a, like a lamp that you turn brighter and brighter and it might feel a little dim right now, but He's just going to keep cranking that that light until it is literally like a fire, just blazing, mm. um, shining light on so many things. And so, um, no, that's okay. I'm, I'm about ready to <laughs> lose it you. too. So just receive that and know that that's how your Heavenly Father sees you. Thank you. So thank you for being a light in our little office today Yes. <laughs> and in Heidi's family and yeah. um, in my world too. So thank you guys. Yeah. Mm. Okay, we're Sammy. all going to start bonding out. <laughs> Who forgot the Kleenex? <laughs> Thank you for connecting with us today. That was great. We've Thank been wanting guys. to, I've been wanting to connect with you for a while now. And, um, I appreciate it. I know that you're not necessarily the type of person that's like, yes, let me tell my story. Um, but because you kind of like to be behind the scenes, don't you? Um, <laughs> but I'm so proud of you for being brave enough to step in front of the mic and to let your story be um, one that gives God a lot of glory. Because I think that you have an extreme amount of potential to create a lot of life change in people, and you already are. Yep. So, hey, good we're job. Gonna, yeah, great job. Thank we're going to link. Um, we did this with Dr. Kendiff's yeah. sh- show as well, but just link 
um, all of the resources that Dr. Kung and Sammy have talked about, because I know yes. there are people listening who say, wow, what she talked about with vision therapy, mm-hmm. it's just a part of her story, you know, but yeah. someone listening probably needed to hear that. So yeah. we'll link all of those in our show notes. Um, but then I would just say, share this with someone who needs some encouragement because yeah. there's, we live in the Midwest where there is a lot of that attitude of like, just get me out of here. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, man, God just wants to, wants you to stay rooted yeah. and say like, hey, let me do the work. And Sammy, your story is such a beautiful testimony yeah. of that and that, that someone might need to hear. So share this with someone mm-hmm. that might need to hear it. Uh, we love you all. Reach out to us with your prayer request. Uh, when we say that, we actually pray for yeah. you. Um, Heidi and I will chat and say like, hey, did you see that prayer request come through? And then we will lift you up and pray for you. We want to, especially in these days right now, there's a lot of people that feel very um, confused and heavy and oppressed Mm -hmm. and depressed and all of the hard feelings right now. We don't want you to feel alone. So if Mm -hmm. you're alone, reach out to us. Um, And if we can't personally be that person, we can try to help connect you with someone who can be. Yeah, because I think, Heather, it's worth mentioning that we have a huge heartbeat for the global church. Yeah. That it's, we've been church leaders for decades, and it's um, something that we have seen as so valuable in our lives. I can't tell you the number of guests that have said, I met my husband through church, or I got my job through church, or I met my best friend through church. Like, church has changed my life. Yeah, or her sister who's going through cancer on her own, but has a church family. Who needs the body of Christ, yeah. And so... Um, maybe you're kind of on the fence of like, maybe church isn't for me. Uh, Maybe use this opportunity to reach out to us and let us help connect you to a local church. We have tons of community across the nation where pastors we believe in and trust and believe they're teaching and we can help connect you. Mm -hmm. So don't do life alone. I think that's one of the great things I heard come out of Sammy's story is we're not meant to live life alone. You know, um, even if you enjoy traveling alone here and there, we are meant to be in relationship and community. Mm-hmm. And I think that if COVID has shown us anything mm-hmm. at all, it's that we are not meant to be isolated. No. We are not meant to do life alone. And we are meant to gather. Yeah. So. Yep. That's so good. Good word. All right. Thank you for being here, Sammy. Thank yes. It's that been fun. Yes. It's been fun. All right, friends. Thanks for tuning in. We will chat with you next time.